Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Door 14 Hockey Podcast. I'm your host Marty alongside John Hello. and Aaron. Hey. As we all aware, on Saturday 20th of October 2023, a uh, freak accident occurred during the Sheffield Steelers and the Nottingham Panthers game, resulting in the death of Nottingham's number 47, Adam Johnson. It goes without saying that our love, well wishes and condolences go out to Adam's family, friends, teammates, old and new, and those who have coached, managed and supported Adam through his career. We also keep you, the fans of both teams, in our thoughts, and especially those who are in attendance on the night as you come to terms with what you witnessed on the ice. Not forgetting a special mention as well to all the players, officials, first responders, off-duty health care workers who tried their best to occur and save Adam's life on and off the ice that night. We can only imagine it must have been a panicked and frantic situation. In the days that follows, we have seen a hockey community rally around to support each other, ensuring that those needing support were looked after while the news and the media in the UK have talked about how our sport of ice hockey that we love and here in the UK is a minority sport. That pouring of support that has come from far and wide right across from North American leagues, the European leagues. All hockey fans have been affected by this incident and it kind of gives us a reassurance that although the UK have deemed it as a minority sport, we didn't feel like we were in a minority given the number of people who reached out and talked about what was happening. It'd be remiss of us not to address the, the, the dark undercurrent that has infiltrated our hockey community, targeted hate and uneducated comments that are rife on social media. We want to make it clear that we at Door 14 Hockey stand shoulder to shoulder with the heart and soul of the hockey community in affirming our support from Matt Petgrave. We stand with you, Matt. We know our community will heal. These were sentiments that were spoken by Kevin Moore, the assistant coach of the Nottingham Panthers, the day after Adam's passing, as he addressed the gathered fans in Bolero Square in Nottingham. The healing has begun in some ways uh, for teams and leagues across the world. Each of them have been paying their own tribute in their own way, marking Adam's life and career from his beginnings in Minnesota, his stint in the NHL with the Pittsburgh Penguins, his time spent in the AHL with the Scranton Penguins, Ontario Reign, Lee Valley Phantoms, and as well as his time in Europe with the Malmo Redhawks, Osborne Panthers, and in his final team, the Nottingham Panthers. As a team ourselves, we've chatted over the last week and a half to decide what would be the best and most appropriate thing to do for our first episode back following the incident. As any regular listener who will know the structure and topical nature of our show, we felt it wasn't right to slot Adam in as a, as a news piece, if you will, in one of our period pieces. So instead, we thought we wanted to do have a standalone episode that wouldn't focus necessarily on the events and what happened on that night on the ice. Other podcasts have done that and have done that fantastically. But instead, we wanted to look at the tributes that have poured out across the globe. And as well as that, we wanted to have a quick look as well at the response that has followed in relation to player safety. We hope that nothing in this week's episode will trigger anyone. Uh, but if it does impact you or you feel that you do need num- you do need help, we will leave numbers, helpful numbers in the links for this podcast, as well as in the description for our YouTube video. Guys, it's been a surreal almost two weeks now. Um First off, just checking in with you guys. How are you doing? Um, you know, I know for myself when you know it all t- took place on um, that that fateful night, um, that Saturday night. I know that I was on Twitter as normal, uh, following the Belfast Giants game, um, checking the scores as I normally would do, and started seeing messages coming in of an incident that took place in Nottingham. Um, and I think probably like a lot of the fans across the league, not just, you know, the fans from Nottingham and Sheffield, I think all fans started to kind of look on to see what's happening, try and get a sense of what's going on in terms of, of, of what, what took place. John, come to you first. I mean, 
you know, I'm sure you're probably the same. Um, how how did you find? I mean, what was your initial thoughts after the incident, and and what has happened so far after you know going forward in the days that followed? Um, yeah, sorry, it was a strange one. Um, I was down in England with my wife's family. Uh, we were all together. All the siblings were together for the first time in a few weeks, and really, hockey for the first time in a while was as far away in my mind uh, as it could be uh, in the middle of the season and it was only whenever we started messaging between us that something had happened uh, during this game and instantly you you start trying to follow the news like you said Marty you're 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 hooked and you're hoping for the best Um, and that was the the overriding feeling through that entire night and the next morning until the Panthers made the announcement that unfortunately passed away. Um, and yeah, it's it's been a weird... It was a weird few days. Um, the league rightfully paused. Um, and we're, we're going to come to talk about what happened when the league came back. But uh, I, I made a point of going back to a local game here. Um, I thought it was important and I said it on my own Twitter that I thought it was important that hockey fans stand together um, because like you said we've seen the best out of this community over the last uh, two weeks uh, as well as seeing potentially the worst uh, but the best has shone brighter uh, than what the worst has been dark I would tend to agree with you. I think the like porn has been phenomenal from from right across uh, old ri- rivalries, as we will, as you would see normally happening, and the usual jai- jabs and j- uh, jibes just weren't happening. Um, and it did show the United, and I did mention it in the intro. You know, you do feel that sometimes when we talk about the fact that you know that, that it's it's brushed as a minority sport. That you know, as I mentioned, it didn't it didn't feel that way in that point. It just felt like everybody kind of coming together, and you kind of felt it, especially when you you had the likes of um, you know players and fans from right across the world uh, all commenting and 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 putting out reaching out as well um Aaron coming to you I mean obviously the instant you know um you know when did you first was it from whenever we were started chatting in our group or yeah you know, um so very similar to John um, I was with family I had uh, my my nephews over we were having a pizza party and then um I, I wasn't paying attention to Twitter and then I started getting messages from yourself and John and Dave about this particular incident and it was just <laughs> there's no words really to to, to, to try to, to even explain it um, and as John said you were just hoping for, for the best and immediately when I heard about it of course there was the fear for, and the, for, for, for Adam and but there was also the likes of what happened to Evander Kane last year. There was that hope that, okay, potentially it, it, it's going to be okay. But unfortunately, as you say, we were waiting until the next morning. And then that's when they announced. And we were we were all messaging at the same time. We were, I, I, I remember where I was. I remember being in the sunroom, messaging back and forth. And we were talking about what, what had happened. It's just... It was definitely, it was definitely one of those instances. You know, there's times, there's time, there's. It's funny how there's times in your life where people that you don't know, and I won't say celebrities because you know, well, celebrities, you can't, you could call it celebrities if you want, because it's obviously sports people. Kind of, you know, some people hold them up like, like they would hold up a celebrity. And there is times in your life where certain things happen, and even though you didn't know the person, you have this, you, you, you almost get this weird sense of like loss, and in a way that's kind of like. 
I don't know this person personally. I've never met Adam, but it really did affect me the next day. And I really did feel, and I suppose for quite a lot of fans, and I'm sure fans who are listening to this or, or watching this now live, I mean, I'm sure you, you probably um, identify with this. Um, you know, I'm in the minority sport of ice hockey, um, but it's well known that I'm in that minority sport of ice hockey. It's well known that I'm a big fan of ice hockey um, in my in my place of work. So to go in to work on Monday morning and have every single person who normally would never really ask me about, oh, how did Giants go this weekend or how was hockey this weekend, to have every single person that basically see me on Monday ask me if I had seen what had happened. It was a surreal thing even in and of itself. And then recounting and getting them, them, them asking me what my opinion was on it and my thoughts on it. And I, I work, I suppose, within the medical profession as well. So working alongside doctors and nurses who had their opinions on what happened and then asking me what my thoughts were on it and we're having a conversation in relation to that was just, it was a, a surreal moment. But as well as that, like I work with different doctors and stuff every single day. So they change nearly every day. So I, was, I felt like I was having the same conversation for a full week because I was seeing like three new people every single day asking the same question. Um, John, I know you maybe had a similar experience as well in work whenever you went in. It was kind of a, a, a bit of a, a question around, did you see it in... Yeah, a little bit. It's been a little bit... It's not the way that you want people to come to our sport. Um, I've been quite lucky in that respect that I've only really been in the office once or twice since everything. Um, and yeah, the first day was the entire morning was that pro the procession of people through the office asking the questions uh what about this what about that and because it was only a couple of days after um like i was in a quite a strange place really similar to what you said marty like feeling very unsure about how i felt about everything um i i didn't know adam uh, at all i didn't know him personally but you're right that feeling of loss was there I think for almost everyone um, and family knew it um, on the the next morning um, I among a lot of other fans I'm sure was stuck to my phone looking for news and um, I think it must have been really really clear that I wasn't in a, a really good headspace um, sort of seeing all the news come through and to have that then happen again with having to recount the not recount the story, but recount how I felt and then have to go into hockey explainer mode a little bit. Um, just, it wasn't the time that you wanted to be doing that. Yeah, no, and I get it. And, and you know, as I mentioned in our intro, we, we, we want to make sure that this episode is, is, is around a tribute and we want to talk about, you know, the, the, the tributes that have poured it since then. Um, I mentioned um you know the first thing that i mentioned in, in my intro as well um that we had the Don and panthers join the fans in bolero square the day after um almost like a comfort factor um but from that point forward i'm just going to share if it's okay guys i'm going to look in going to jump into the tributes now as we're talking um and we'll have a bit, bit of a chat around them but as we know bolero square if anybody has never been to Nottingham or doesn't understand the geography of Nottingham, uh, I'd say the Motorsport Arena is a large, we, I mean, we've been there for playoffs, um, a large area just um, towards the main entrance, um, which is obviously um, known as Bolero Square. Um, and it became a, a tribute to Adam um, with instantly people laying flowers um, outside. Um, some beautiful dedications. Um, and we also seen um, over the course of those days, um, fans from right across the league from other teams um, 
put money together to get flowers and stuff arranged and send them down to to Nottingham, um, either from local uh, florists or a local fan um, that supports one of those teams offering to call around on behalf of all of the fans and leaving floral tributes out. And it was a beautiful thing to see. But this didn't just happen obviously in in nottingham we've seen that follow suit um in you know belfast here ourselves we've seen fans going down to the odyssey arena and leaving outside the odyssey arena and i practically i think practically nearly every single ice rink or arena right across um the uk and um, we started seeing those those floral tributes start to started being um be put out um and books of condolences opening as well um Nottingham, obviously, on top of that, we we know over the course of that week and stuff that it was a difficult one for Nottingham um, as Nottingham fans come came to terms with it. And no one would be hit harder than those Nottingham fans who you know support this team and probably the only other people who maybe have an understanding of what happened that night would be the Sheffield fans who were in attendance in the Sheffield arena um, when the incident took place. And obviously... Um, you know, it was obviously difficult for them um, and and everything that they were seeing on the ice that night. Um, and... It, you know the tributes have been just, just amazing. I mean, uh, what I mean, you know, this is just one example. I mean, you know, we've seen Nottingham then put on their tribute night. Uh, they uh, they held a memorial night in in the arena itself um, the following Saturday, um, where they had uh, books of condolences open um, on the ice. People come in. They had a moment of silence outside um, as well. Um, a vigil, candlelit vigil. I mean, it's been it's been phenomenal to see. The images from the vigil were some of the most striking images, I think, through everything uh, that we've seen over the last two weeks. The I know from the video uh, that was circulated of um, how it all went, the weather was horrendous. Um, it was absolutely pouring with rain. And fans came out, they supported each other. Um, the players who... I think, to be totally honest, nobody would have expected the the players and the coaching staff to be anywhere near Bolero Square that day, but they were there. Um, and you're right, the the assistant coach he spoke incredibly well, and I think uh, a couple of couple of people on a couple of different podcasts have said uh, along these lines that that was not a prepared speech. You could tell uh, that was. These guys have have come to pay their respects, and this was a, a speech that was given from the heart, and you could see what it meant to the fans in the square, but you could see what it meant to the people who belonged to the Panthers organization, who were behind him uh, or and around him as well. Um, he spoke incredibly, incredibly well, uh, and it was very, very moving to see. Yeah, definitely was. I mean. We will, you know, obviously we. it's going to take a bit longer for Nottingham to, for Nottingham as a team to come back together. We'll talk about that um, at the end of our episode. Obviously that has been, there's been some movement on that today and we will talk about that at the end of our episode. But, you know, for, for the rest of the league, um, they most of the, for the majority of the league, um, bar the Steelers, um, the this past weekend seen return of of, of games. Um, after having a, a almost a week's hiatus of no games, some games were cancelled following this. The full Sunday, we should say the full Sunday game, the full the full list of games that were supposed to take place the Sunday following this event were all postponed. Um, and the games that were midweek were also postponed. So the teams kind of started to kind of look this, trying to get back a bit of normality for, for the fans from around the league um, the following weekend. And each team around the league um, had their own variations of tributes 
Majority of the tributes kind of were kind of similar, kind of the same place. I know myself and Dave attended the Belfast Giants game. Um, and at the Belfast Giants game, before the game started, we had uh, both um, coaches for the team uh, come onto the ice and lay some wreaths um, while both teams uh, stood around in a circle, um, you know, separate, not not together, shall we say, not not separate, not as separate teams, but together, uh, forming a circle. Um, the Giants, I know, had a, a minute silence followed by a minute's noise, um, and the Giants also had a condolence book open on the day of the games. Um, and I believe the majority of the teams that have done across the league who held um, held very similar um, types of memorials and types of tributes. Um, John, you mentioned um, you, you attended the Fife game, um, which was your local game. Um, pretty much the same kind of tribute going on there. Yeah, it was exactly the same. So uh, I understand that the um, the moments that were taken before the games were exactly the same. They were agreed by the league uh, and in the approach that they were going to take. So the the laying of the wreaths, um, the the moments, the minute silence and the minutes applause um, were all uh, led by the league, as well as the incredibly moving video that was shown, I believe, at every uh, game over last weekend. Uh, both the Saturday and the Sunday. Um, incredibly well respected uh, and observed by, uh, for me, the Fife and Glasgow fans. Uh, both teams performed impe- impeccably uh, in how they showed the respect for Adam. Um, and yeah, it was, it gave that cathartic moment that I felt like I needed. Um, and I said before that I, I'm, I'm not a Panthers fan. Um, I didn't know Adam, but I'm a hockey fan. I'm an EIHL fan. Um, and I felt like that was a, a moment. Like I could have taken or left the game itself, uh, to be totally honest. Uh, I was there as a neutral. But to stand with an arena full of fans, uh, to be together after that, and to see what the how the league marked that moment, um, they did incredibly well. Yeah, and I believe some fans as well in some games. Um, I don't know, it didn't happen in the Belfast game, but it may have happened with you guys. I don't know in Fife, but I know some fans in some games across the league um, also then had a, a minute's round of applause around about the 47-minute mark as well, just to mark, um, obviously, Adam's number. Um, so um, I know that did happen, and that was a fan-led thing as well. And I know the Elite League did put out to say, you know, we'll, we're, our official tribute is this, but if fans want to do their own thing through the game, they're more than welcome to. And, and I believe a lot of fans did do that and um, and. And, yeah, and made I'll, some I'll more give noise them, and additional I'll give stuff. I'll them this: the the Flyers drum core or drum corner, and the the clan drum that was brought into the the rink for the game. They did that brilliantly. So it started with a um, sort of clap, and everyone standing clapping. Even the players during a, a break and play before face off joined in uh, on the ice uh, with the the a sort of a moment's applause, if you like, uh, within that minute's play. And then it ended with a, a chant for Adam Johnson. Uh, so again, fans, the league performed impeccably, I think, through this. But the fans did as well. Uh, so yeah. well done to the fans around the league as well for how everyone has handled this. Obviously, we Man, don't, we don't sorry, want these uh, events to happen. But obviously, what we're seeing here is that, as you said, that the fans coming together, the league coming together, showing a unity of strength. Even the, the image that we're seeing here at the moment, and I... Marty, you kind of hinted at it. It's, it is the teams coming together. It's not one team on one side. It's not another team on the other side. There, it's it's 
a giant it's a flame it's it's one then another player and another player mixed together so they are they are together they're showing unity it's a small symbol but it's 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 impactful and i i think it, i think it was really it, it was i think it was a, a, a it was an image of what the fan i think it was a very uh, what am i trying to say um it was basically rep, it, it replicated i suppose what fans were feeling if you know what I mean, like so, fans um, very much were you know team colors are they're obviously still going to be your team colors, but at that time, teams of colors didn't didn't you know they weren't didn't make it, they didn't play any big massive, um, yeah they weren't as important um, because obviously this incident and this thing that happened this 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 tragedy that happened had just kind of taken over everybody and everybody was feeling the same thing. So I think that was quite you know that was that was something that was definitely replicated by the the, the events then that they the how this happened and the tribute that happened and how the teams came together um in the way that they did but it wasn't as i mentioned um it wasn't just here in the elite league um the, we seen across the pond that actually they were probably the first ones to do some tributes because they had some games way before we returned to play um we had um in Ontario Rain, who was one of was which was one of Adam's um, old teams, old teams, former teams, I should say. Um, they had this tribute where they skated out onto the center, uh, they skated out the center ice, um, and they placed uh, Adam's jersey out onto a seat in the middle of the ice. Um, and each player then came past, skated past, and touched his um, shirt before skating back off again, which was, I think, a beautiful tribute I from the, from them. I think the important part about this tribute was that he was named first star of the game um, and mm. the players who came out to tap the jersey were former teammates of his from uh, the rain but the thing that I hadn't realised until I watched this video uh, just a couple of days ago was um, that uh, forgive me if I get his first name right, wrong but I think it's Jacob Dotty who carries the jersey out to centre ice is himself a former Panther um, and he was the the guy to bring the jersey out to St. Rice. Um, and like I say then, that the Rain players who came out were the former teammates uh, of Adam uh, themselves. Uh, that was hands down one of the most incredible uh, early tributes to Adam uh, that was given. Yeah, and one of the other early tributes, just because you mentioned earlier tributes, one of the earlier tributes, and I think this is the first um, one that I had seen out of most of them, was um, was around the Heritage, um, the classic, the Her- the the Heritage game, the Heritage classic game that took place. Um, I think this was actually on the Sunday, um, so this was actually number. This was hours after the announcement was made, um, and the Heritage classic took uh, a moment silence um, just before the Heritage classic took place. Um, I mean, this is a massive, massive football field full of full of fans who all, all um, observed the minute silence. And if you watch this moment, um, and the clip is on 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 X or it's on you, it's on the YouTube channel. And it's 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 everywhere, I guess. But if you watch this, just the sheer silence from such a massive crowd, um, even outdoors, it, it's just it was yeah. This is probably the first one that was that was paid. Um, and then I think the other one, then the first one that I'd seen after that was probably the one from the Hershey Bears, which is kind of similar to what we'd seen here in Belfast, which was both teams um, standing around centre ice, um, unified. Um, and again, this is just another symbol. And I think this is quite, um, you know, just a, another symbol of um, teams from right across um, paying their tributes. And again, I think this was immediately, maybe not, maybe not the night after, but maybe the Monday or so, but it was it's quite early on. Um, and we've seen a tribute. We've seen the tribute saying continue. Um, we've seen obviously the Pittsburgh Penguins, which um, 
Adam Johnson played for, um, held had uh, the stickers for um, little decals on the side, little stickers on the side of their helmets um, as they played. And I did notice actually this past weekend in the I don't know if it was right. I'm guessing it was right across the Elite League, um, because both I believe the Belfast Giants definitely the helmets for the Belfast Giants I think had a little small 47 on the back, a little logo on the back of their helmets, I believe. Um, if Dave was here, he could correct me because I can't remember if it was. I think, it, no, I'm nearly 100% sure it was the Giants or I can't remember if it was the Giants or it was Guildford anyway, potentially both. Um, but they had the little AJ 47 stickers on as well. Um, and then the Penguins also then obviously having their own variation of a tribute, uh, which for me, I just thought this image itself, when I first seen this image, it was just stunning. Like this, this image for some reason, really did was breathtaking i felt it was really really captured me um and i don't know why yeah, this think, one more than any of them but it was definitely something that kind of like took me it was just like wow that's that's stunning looking i think mm. the penguins organization set the bar for how to appropriately pre-game give thanks for the memory of adam um because it's it's hard not to look at how the elite league uh, have then gone on to do things the following weekend um, and I think it it shows how incredibly powerful players from two opposing sides coming together before playing what is a fast, heavy hitting contact sport, how they can come together to remember someone who was one of their own um, and that's exactly what we saw the following weekend and for the Penguins to be amongst the first to do this sort of thing uh, made it incredibly powerful the fact that he was not just one of their own in the hockey community, but one of their own in the the Pittsburgh community as well. Um, and we mentioned obviously Adam playing for for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but we also mentioned that um, Adam also did play for the Osberg Panthers as well. Um, and they obviously played their own tri- their own tribute too. Um, played in the number twenty seven there as well. Um, and I know Pete Russell was the coach there as well. I think at the time he was, if I was right. Um, and there again, similar kind of similar way, similar tribute. Um, teams on the ice and in the the jersey in the center ice as well um but it's just you know it just it's just i wanted to really highlight and show the tributes that were paid right across the globe and um, because they were you know so significant and and everyone from right right around the world were doing it the last one i wanted to mention obviously as well was the minnesota one um while he didn't play for Minnesota. Um, Adam was from Minnesota, um, and the Minnesota Wild ha- held a sticks out a, a stick night where they each player. They have a beautiful video. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's a beautiful video of each of the Minnesota Wild players coming out um, and placing their hockey sticks out um, in front of the state of Minnesota. Um, um, flag and the two jer- the two jerseys um up and it was just it's just something that was the video was put together really really well it's a really beautiful tribute touching tribute um and again it's just uh, the home of adam um was obviously rightfully that they did something um and i think it was done really well i know i know you you went past the penguins when we had the, the image of the, the the penguin stadium there um whether we're going to be sharing the video later on as well but the the video that um they put out i thought was very emotional it was one of the it's showing the you know it was Adam's first game uh, coming out as number forty seven you know the the goal that he scored uh, his first NHL game goal it it was it was a, a really nice beautiful video no um, yeah you're right you're right and if, 
We'll probably, if we haven't shared it on our socials, I'm sure we will, but I'm sure most people have seen it now because I think a lot of people have been using that goal and, and stuff and his first goal and his first pro goal and stuff in the NHL and that's been put out and things. So, um, yeah. but yeah, it is. A, I agree with you, Aaron. It was a, it was a great video that's been put together. Um, good quality piece. Um, the tributes, they were the main tributes that happened on the ice, um, but the tributes didn't just stop there. I mean, John, I know there was other tributes that happened, um, you know, Jersey numbers and stuff. Do you want to touch on that? I know there was a couple there happening. Yeah, so there's a there's a couple. Um, so uh, Glasgow clan player uh, has uh, forgive me, I, I don't have the, the piece to hand uh, to give you the name, um, but he has decided uh, to change from the number forty seven um, and leave it for Adam for this season. Um, similarly, um, referee James Irons he will be moving away from number 47 for the remainder of this season, at least, um, as a, a sign of respect uh, for Adam. Um, and separately as well, um, with the um, the Flyers, uh, one of their players, um, Kyle, Kyle Osterberg, is yeah. a, a former teammate of Adam's. Um, and rather than change his number this season or, or do anything, he's not currently playing in 47 but what he'll be doing with the blessing of the family um, is he will wear a number 47 Johnson warm-up shirt for the rest of the season uh, to remember his former teammate um, all of those sort of put together I thought were incredibly moving um, the fact that everyone thought that that was the right thing to do and I think generally it's been accepted uh, the clan player, by the by the way, I want to give him his due uh, as well because I've been able to find it here. Is uh, Zach Vanell uh, has uh, stepped away from number forty seven and he'll wear a different number uh, this season. Um, but yeah, all all three of them, and it was it was refreshing as well to see it come from the refereeing section as well. Um, mm. Those are those are guys who've had those numbers for a long, long time, um, and I think all all of those guys who've made that decision. Um, stick taps to them because that's a a classy move yeah definitely um the one other thing the one last tribute i want to talk about before we move on from the tributes and, and talk about the aftermath um in terms of you know the decisions that have been made since since then um is that also it did the, the, the tributes didn't just um occur within the sport of ice hockey uh we've seen tributes um come in as well from uh local football as well the local soccer if you're not from the uk um but local football team um nottingham forest um football club um they had a game um they had a they had a, a game in the in the in the in, in the days following um and they held a uh moment silence um as well um and actually, in the 47th minute, the fans obviously were chanting Adam Johnson's name. The screen came up with Adam's number. There was a flag put up with Johnson 47. And at the same time, um, the force scored in the 47th minute. Um, the scorer, Mangala, scored. Um, and it just felt like it was an even bigger tribute, the fact that he scored in that moment as well. Um, and I know the Nottingham wow. Fa- Not Panthers uh, reached out to Nottingham Forest um, and thanked them for, I suppose, their, their, you know, the efforts they put in to mem- to have you know to put in some form of memory for Adam at that local game. Um, that local um, you know, obviously a lot of fans probably from the Panthers probably attend the Nottingham Forest games as well. So it's probably significant for them as well to be attending that. Um, that's uh, before we, I, I guess I want to just move on. Like that's that's the majority of our um 
that's the majority of the tributes i would say is there anything do you think i'm missing guys is there any tributes that you seem i'm missing no i, I think in combination we've seen the i think people have used the phrases hockey family and hockey community quite a lot over the last two weeks but they ring true uh, we have seen the community we've seen the the teams the leagues we've seen them gather around each other and circle the wagons a little bit um, to look after each other and it's been heartwarming to see the the swell of pride that you can feel as a fan of the sport here in the elite league especially when you see how the vast majority have conducted themselves has been fantastic to watch uh, and it makes you proud to be uh, a hockey fan in the elite league yeah definitely um guys i want to move on so as i say obviously we had these tributes but obviously the the incident itself and the 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 accident that, that occurred on the ice that night obviously was a was a a, a massive accident a, mag- a massive incident and again the one thing it was going to always do was it was always going to address it was always going to bring up um the layer the, the level of player safety um, that should be in place um, at such a high impact professional level of a sport. Um, we there's players who maybe in the NHL there's a few players um, who maybe throughout the career have used neck guards. Um, we've seen some, you know, we've seen other. Uh, and Aaron, you touched upon this um, earlier when you were mentioning about Evander Kane last year, but we have seen incidents happen before. Um, Maybe not to the definitely not to the level of what we've seen, um, unfortunately, with Adam. But I mean, the the, inc- the, the issues of neck guards has raised its head. Um, there's been a lot of discussion um, right across all major leagues, all most professional leagues around whether or not neck guards should be something that is made mandatory or not. Um, we should mention that the Oxford um, Oxford City Stars, I believe. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the Oxford City Stars were the first team to come out and say that they would be um, ensuring that all of their players, um, in order to, in order to commit to enhancing player safety, that all play all players and all club members will be um, pr- pr- provided with a neck guard, um, and that basically they'll all be wearing them as non-negotiable component of the attire that from now on through practice and games they will have to wear a neck guard um following that um quite soon after the eiha in general put a, a uh an, an announcement that would say that basically just stated that um in the interim the neck guards and um neck guard protectors were strongly recommended um however from January first, I believe, um, yep. that they would be a mandatory include include they have to be mandatory included um in all gear um going onto the ice. Um and it didn't just stop there. We've seen the WHL um over across the pond in North America um put out a similar statement to say that they were going to announce a mandatory net guard protection. Um and that was going to be effective from November third. Um, so they weren't waiting around. They were they were they're basically saying they were instigating it straight away as a mandatory reg, re, uh, mandatory thing that it would have to happen. 
Following WHL, we seen that the NHL had strongly recommended um, and that Gary Bateman had made a statement to say that it is something that he wanted to put on the table for the general manager conversations um, meeting that they usually have around January time. So I think it is tabled for January to have a discussion around what is going to be mandatory, if it's going to be mandatory or not, or what the decision is going to be in relation to net guards moving forward. Um, and we've seen also the DEL as well, the Penny DEL Sponsored, the Dell sponsored by Penny, I should say. Um, they also put out a statement this week. If you if you can't speak German, I kind of um, sum it up for you. Basically, they put out a statement to Sell to say that that it was going to be a mandatory thing as well within the Dell um, that net guards would be um, required for players who were playing on the teams. The Elite League itself um, also did put out a statement. We should mention that the Elite League did put out a statement, um, and I do want to read the Elite League statement as well, just so that we are clear. The Elite League statement was as follows: uh, Following the tragic accidents, uh, uh, following the tragic events that took place and ahead of the weekend's games, please find a statement from the Elite League. Uh, we are devastated by the loss of Adam's life, and our thoughts remain with the family, teammates, and everyone else affected during this time. Player safety and welfare is our top priority, and we work with players, officials clubs and relevant authorities to review research and advise to understand how we continually enhance the safety of our sport. All clubs continue to follow the existing guidance from the International Ice Hockey Federation that the use of a BNQ, which um, is a standard neck guard laceration protector, is recommended. And the Elite League strongly encourages players and officials to wear one and clubs and the league will continue to support players and officials to do so. Um, that came with mixed reviews. Um, and I don't know if it's if it's the right way to talk about if, if we should be talking about, but I think it's worth to have a conversation about because there's two avenues, there's two tune of thoughts, and two avenues of conversations that are happening at the moment um, with it, with the fans in relation to the net guards. The elite league obviously not taking a stance and not making it mandatory. Um, obviously following the WIHF guidance in in relation to it. Um, in this instance, some. This past weekend, I know whenever at the Giants game, I think we probably could count on one hand, maybe two hands, maximum, maybe say maybe half a dozen max um, players not wearing neck guards. Um, and that's half a dozen for both teams to combined. Um, the few on the Giants, a few Giants players weren't playing and a few of the Guildford Flames players weren't wearing them. But the majority wore. Um, and a lot, some one group of fans, one half of fans are saying that it should be a, it should be a, a a choice, especially at a pro level, hockey level, that you should have a, a choice whether or not that you decide to wear um, your neck guard. And then we have the other camp here basically saying, well, we've witnessed the event, we've seen what took place and we know what happened and we don't want any other fans sitting in those cries to experience what we've experienced and we feel that the best way to do so would be to introduce those mandatory, mandatory neck guards so no other fan has to experience what we've experienced. Your thoughts, John? I think... It's a nuanced conversation. I don't think there's an, a right or a wrong answer with this, and that in itself may be a controversial take on it. Um, Wayne Gretzky had some interesting thoughts on it in what was a, a an interestingly worded piece that he gave um, during a, a broadcast um, in the days following the accident. And he spoke very well about the way that hockey has changed and the way that the gear that the guys wear has changed. Um, we, I think, are quick to forget that there was a period of time where goalies didn't wear masks, where players didn't wear helmets, where players didn't wear visors. Um, and all of these changes have come, but they've come at their own pace. 
we've never seen an incident with the results that we've seen, unfortunately, with Adam um, in this sort of way. There is a groundswell of movement, and let's be totally honest, towards the mandatory uptake of the net guards. Uh, and I believe that uh, risk guards are being included in this conversation as well. Aaron, you mentioned it earlier about the Patrick Kane accident last mm. year. Um, so these conversations are being had. Uh, the commissioner in the NHL is obviously looking at it as well. But players across countless leagues have been voting with their actions. Um, and that includes, in the NHL, one of the most stark conversations I heard had about this was with TJ Oshie. He put on a net guard and the media were straight in and asked him, what are you doing? And he was very, very simple in what he said. And he said he was doing it for his kids. He was wearing a net guard because he wanted to be around for his kids. And I think this is part of the conversation. It it may never happen again. But if you weren't to take the step to stop it and it did, what would the questions then be? Um, yeah. And a lot of people have, have talked about the the fact that net guards and wrist guards, the the technology behind them, if you like, or the just the design of them generally hasn't changed. It hasn't changed because pros haven't been wearing them. Everything else that the pros wear from their helmet down to their skate blades, everything changes and is upgraded over time as things move on as pros ask more and more of their gear the same will come of this protective gear the same will come of neck guards where they'll be built into the rest of the gear that these guys are wearing to the point that no one ever questions why are we wearing it again so innovation will come and it will be driven by the fact that these pros are wearing it and you're absolutely right about the the first games back this weekend marty i can say between the Flyers and the clan, I think I could only spot two players who were not wearing net guards. Um, so there is a there is a conversation coming, um, and I think we know what way it'll land on because more and more professional leagues are landing on the mandatory use of it, um, and it's been it's been led through sadly an incident that we we wish had never happened. Um, Aaron, your your thoughts? Is you have anything else in terms of John? Honestly, just it was like he was in my head. I was I was going to talk about Wayne Gretzky's uh, comments. Um, and inter- I know you didn't talk about there, John, but I didn't realize. I should have realized, but in in Canada, when in youth hockey, like they're mandatory, like they have to they have to wear same them. Here. It's the same here. So most it, most countries caught. between anything considered a junior, whether it's under sixteen or eighteen. The net guard is uh, an absolute requirement. Yeah. So, and I, I think his comment was, "Why take them off? You know, yeah. we're, we're protecting ourselves at that point. Why, why take them off?" Um, so, and and then, as you said, the players are kind of voting with their actions. They're wearing them anyway. So, I so. I seen a I I seen an interesting comment today, and I don't know. I apologize if I'm stealing your comment. Um, and I. 
I don't know who it was, and I do apologize. I seen it on Twitter, and I I agreed because um, I'm also a fan of. If you can't see behind me on this side here, there's a F1 Formula One car Lego car mm. here, um, and it's like someone likened it to the idea of Formula One. Formula One introduced a halo um, to the front of the the car, and each car had to have a mandatory halo added to the front in order to protect the the, the driver inside following a, I suppose a. a, a potentially a crash that could have saved someone's life um and we had big names within the f1 world who at the time Lewis Hamilton was one of them um at the time was like really against the introduction of these halos um said that they didn't understand why they were needed and why they were necessary and then we had an incident um about two years ago now where um, a car landed on top of Lewis Hamilton's car Max Verstappen's car landed on top of uh, Lewis Hamilton's car and Lewis was protected because when Max landed on that car, his car landed on top of that halo and ensured that Lewis wasn't touched. And it, and Lewis came out of that that accident and he said, you know what? Hands up. I was one of the people who said I wasn't for it and it just saved my life. And I kind of agreed with the person on Twitter today when I read it about they were saying it's like that in that it would be one of those ones where the change will be made and people will grumble and worry and complain about it. But at the end of the day, and God forbid, touch wood, there's wood around i don't know if it's real wood um it doesn't happen again but if it did and a net guard saves a person's life people will go you know what yeah yep. we should have been doing that and and it's it's it, look it's gonna be a conversation that's gonna go on and on and i'm sure when we get back into our regular podcasting um the rest of this year i'm sure this story is going to be a story that we're going to pick up again and again throughout the rest of the course of this this season um and potentially into next season as things start to un- unfold and when we go into the next season we we know ourselves that like the likes of the nhl where discussions will be had in january with the gms and that maybe won't take place until the following season so I'm sure we'll be discussing this again. Um, come one of our and the future same, the same shows. will go for the double IHF as well. Uh, I'm sure it'll be tabled for the the a future meeting of the double IHF. At which point you may see the see the official stance of the elite league change uh, at that point. Yeah. Yeah, guys, look, I'm going to finish off this episode um, just with two two little bits I just wanted to talk about. Um, we talked about how the majority of the league uh, returned to action um, this past weekend. Um, so the eight, of, eight of the 10 teams played this past weekend. Um, however, the Nottingham Panthers and the Sheffield Steelers um, weren't, I suppose, in the right mind place or the right mindset. And I think they were, and still, uh, rightly so, um, they're playing it by how the players are feeling. Um, and they've made it very clear that they're not going to push any player to play if they don't feel that they're comfortable or ready to do so. And I think that is a massive, massive thing for them. And I think it's the right move and the right um, idea. The Sheffield Steelers have announced, though, that they will be returning to action this coming Sunday at home. Um, and they have put out a bit of a plea, but not a plea. They've put out a bit of a request and a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a bit of a shout out for a bit of help. Um, they have basically just put out a statement that says um, the club will return to home ice for the first time since the tragic accident that took place on the 28th of October we were facing off against the Coventry Blaze uh, we've never needed you more Sheffield um, I think they're looking for people to come along and obviously you know return and, and, and help support you know the players to return to the ice help the fans who were there on the night and kind of create something for them and i know on the night for anybody who needs it um the nhs um blue line i think is what they're called in in the uk um slightly different here in northern ireland um it's mental health support services within the nhs i think will be on hand um in the arena to help and speak to anybody who does feel that they need it on the night um they have also said that um they'll open it up so that if if 
fans feel overwhelmed by the experience when they return to this theory net that they are free to leave at any time but also come back in at any point and they're going to make some spaces as well some um, spaces within the arena that people can go off if they're feeling a bit overwhelmed and just need a bit of time away um, so I think they're doing all the right things and the right steps and they're doing it in slow pieces and I think that's the right thing to do um, and we hope for all fans who do return um, to the arena that they, they do seek out the support if they feel they do need it um, lastly before we sign off this week the other thing that I just want to talk about was the Nottingham Panthers themselves um, without a doubt it has been tough for the Nottingham Panthers uh, it was their own player that passed away those players who played with him on that ice are probably still trying to come to terms with what's going on uh, we've seen this week Nottingham Panthers both the coach and assistant coach we've seen Pash and assistant coach Kevin um, at the memorial in Minnesota um, which took place I think three days ago or two days ago um, both, yeah both spoke really well um, you know some really beautiful words said so if you haven't seen that video go and have a look and see and watch that it is it's available on still on YouTube um, and it is beautiful um, words that were said not just from them but from everyone who was in attendance um, and spoke um, about Adam it was a really great um, tribute um, but the Nottingham Panthers this week announced that they would be pulling out of the Challenge Cup um, that they would be able to fulfill those fixtures I think they're just thinking about the players own welfare and the players mental health um, and I think just having those extra games probably just weren't right at this time but what they did announce today was that the players the Panthers will be hosting a uh, memorial game in honour of Adam um, and that will take place on Saturday the 18th of November at 7pm and the Panthers will take on the Manchester Storm um, the details will come out before that uh, the game will be priced at £10 per ticket um, further information around that um, and around about the fundraising initiatives that will be taking place um, will um, we will talk about the fundraising in a minute. John, I'll pass it on to you for the fundraising in a minute. Um, but they will be um, talking about different initiatives that will be taking place um, on that night um, in order to pay tribute as well in relation to raising more funds. Um, I think this is right. And I think what um, Pash came out and said um, and the head coach came out and said was basically that, you know, we're going to play it day by day. If players feel that they want to take part they can if players still don't feel it they want that feel that they're ready for it that's okay also um and i think it's just again it's just trying to get them you know in the right mindset in their own time when they're ready and again i think this is the right thing to do the one thing i would say and i, I have to give a wee shout out i do have to mention just about manchester storm i think it's a great choice of team that they've put, chose for this memorial game and the only reason why i'm saying that is um i think out of majority of teams all while all teams have done their bits and, and paid their tributes manchester particularly i felt this week were very much at the forefront of the support that they were given um they reached out to away fans whenever they heard that sheffield fans and sheffield fans and nottingham fans wanted to come to their game previously this previous weekend because they were having obviously the, their their version of their tribute um and obviously manchester probably the closest team to some of those for those two teams um they were just like you know what just you come along we're gonna look after you you know don't worry about where you're sitting don't have to worry about booking seats within you know visitors you know visitor sections you pick a seat wherever you want to sit um and you're very much welcome and even the way that even the way the, the belfast giants also put out a little thing um on the sunday because the giants were there playing on sunday and the belfast giants put out a thank you to the manchester storm as well because the manchester storm put out a little extra little touch as well for the players who arrived like a little um 
a fan, the fan, I think it was maybe the Manchester Storm fan supporter, the official supporters club potentially, or someone in relation to it, um, left um, like cooked uh, baked treats and stuff, little like um, boxes of like comfort boxes for for the team, um, which uh, the Giants put out to say thank you very much. That was very well thought of and it was a very nice thought and gesture. Um, so little things like that, and I, I think that Manchester were the right the right team to um, take part in this tribute. Um, John, just as I mentioned, the obviously there there is an ongoing uh, fundraiser for Adam. Do you want to talk about that a bit? Yeah, I can. Um, so I think I mentioned in the podcast before this all happened that uh, I was going to be doing Movember. Um, and I made the decision uh, as soon as everything happened that rather than raise through the usual Movember channels, um, the... I would instead ask for donations to the official fundraiser. So the Nottingham Panthers are raising money uh, with the blessing of Adam's family for uh, the Love for Hibbing and Hockey Memorial Fund, which is a a community fund which will be used um, in Adam's memory uh, for local charitable activities in the Hibbing area. uh, And they will be selected by the Johnson family going forward. Um... So far, the fundraiser has uh, just ticked over the £70,000 mark. Uh, £78,500 has been raised uh, already. Um, There have been lots of different avenues for people to donate money for this cause. Um, There have been a variety of uh, merchandise items, uh, memorial merchandise items, which have been put out um, and... We had a, a chat in our, our own group chat uh, earlier in the week uh, when the Panthers announced the Memorial jersey. Um, I jumped on it, actually, uh, to be totally honest. Um, I am not a Panthers fan. I will never be a Panthers fan. But what I will do is remember Adam. Uh, and when it arrives, however long it takes, uh, because I'm not one of the people complaining about delivery times, um, it will hang behind me here uh, for at least the rest of this season if not longer uh, so that uh, I can always remember Adam but if you can uh, or if you haven't already uh, and you have the financial capability to uh, we would say go and give a couple of pounds to this uh, memorial because it will do a lot of good in Adam's hometown and in his community yep well said Um, guys that's it. Um, as I mentioned in our intro, this was just kind of like a, a special standalone edition that we wanted to do. Um, as I mentioned, our, our usual podcast is a bit more jovial, a bit more um, topical, shall we say. We, we pick some really random stories. Um, and so that's why we just felt that it wasn't right just to add this in as just a story um, it, within that. Um, so we felt this was the right thing to do. And, and hopefully, hopefully we did it justice. Um, we, we've done we've done we've done our part and I hopefully um yeah hopefully we've, we've we've yeah that's really it um all i have to say really is just for us to sign off for this week um i will just mention obviously um not to promote the podcast because it's not what we want to do but if you um if you are watching this on our youtube channel as i say we will add the um 
once we fit, come off live and once we switched over, um, I'll make sure to put the helpline numbers and stuff in the description box just underneath um, the YouTube video. Um, and if you are listening to this um, uh, regularly, as you would do on one of the podcast providers of choice, um, I will also make sure we add on the helpline numbers into the description for the podcast. So that if you do feel that you want to um, reach out and, and get any kind of support, that you know the numbers are there and handy to get. Um, guys, that's it for this week. Um, so without further ado, I'm Marty. I'm John. I'm Aaron. Have a great week.